yes, yes, welcome. Welcome to the Lord Petty Podcast. Appreciate you tuning in. And I forgot to turn down the music before I started this, so I'm going to be fucking deaf for this entire podcast, which is all right, because it's probably a better thing if I don't hear myself talk, because if I don't hear myself talk, then I won't be aware of the dumb shit that's about to come out of my big, pasty German mouth. Um, how you guys doing? You guys having a good week? Um, I took a little time. I th- I've been on this, like... Uh, letting shit breathe. I feel like I go too hard. I feel like I go too hard for the motherfucking radio sometimes. And I just try to do too much. So I've been trying to only post every two days on Instagram. And then I'm only going to post a podcast every two weeks. But I think I'm lying about that one because uh, I just have too many thoughts. I need to like outsource my fucking brain. Um, it's funny when I listen to like these motivational podcasts and all these, these like this like entrepreneurial entrepreneurial type content. You know, they say, oh, you just need to create. That's the easy part. That's the easy part, dude. I need a dork to just do all this other shit for me because I can sit there and just come up with stuff all day. And that's why I'm a terrible employee, uh, like sitting in an office because I don't want to just sit there and do the same repetitive task over and over. I want to come up with cool shit to do. And uh, a lot of people are like that. If you're like that, you should probably just quit your job immediately and make an OnlyFans and bust them titties out. Even if you're a dude, dude, let the Morlocks hang. This is 2022. It's Pride Month. And uh, for my Pride Month, I've decided that I am a racist. I am a right-wing... I'm a right-wing extremist uh, because I wanted to have a cool, fun identity to just throw around with, like something with a cool little tag that's just different than being a just standard white guy, you know? I was hoping the vaccine was going to turn me autistic, but it didn't work out. I mean, I'm definitely dumb as fuck, but I decided, you know what? I'm just going to be a racist. Um, so that's where we're at, you know? I was writing on Twitter things why I'm a right-wing extremist. I mean, reasons being I'm a right-wing extremist because I can watch a Joe Rogan podcast and I can walk away with my own opinions afterwards. Um, I don't put all my faith into news anchors or podcast hosts. Um, I actually think about stuff. I realized I'm also a right-wing extremist because I don't think we should be talking to kids about butt sex. Um, I also realized that I'm a right-wing extremist because I'm only attracted to chicks. Um, so that's just kind of my identity. And I'm obviously racist because um, I don't see color and that's the most racist thing to ever say. It's like, because I just don't feel bad for, um, well, it's not that I don't feel bad for people. When I see somebody in their shitty circumstances, obviously I have a lot of compassion for anybody, but, um, I don't like look at somebody that doesn't look like me and decide that they need my pity or me to just stand there and act like they're never going to figure it out. And without me speaking up about their existence, their existence is completely miserable. Um, and that makes me a racist. I am not one of these loving liberals that uh, speaks up for people and validates their struggles. It's just not me. I'm just not a good person. I'm just a, uh, a right-wingy, a little right-wingy. Um, yeah. <laughs> That's just gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna make that word cool, or at least take the stigma out of it. Think about it, because 
Little B dropped an album back in 2010 because I model my whole life after what Little B's done. Uh, Little B dropped an album in 2010 called I'm Gay. And everybody was all up in arms about it. So I'm just going to call my album, my podcast or something. I'm just going to be like, I'm racist. Um, yeah, dude. <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with that. It doesn't matter. I really don't even want to do this podcast right now. Honesty. How about that for some honesty? I really don't want to do it right now because my brain is just so fried from writing. I've been writing the shit out of my book. And it's hard. Dude, it's a lot harder than I thought it was going to be. It's so hard. Uh, but yeah, dude, you just kind of get spent. I guess I do when they say you just got to keep creating, but my brain is pretty dialed in, but it's still hard sitting there just writing. It's way easier talking. Talking is so much easier, but then it's like, okay, how much can you possibly, and until the book comes out, I don't want to talk about the stuff that's in the book. And I don't know how the book is. It's such a weird thing. I've never, because everything else I can just completely wing and just say, well, fuck it. If people don't like it, they don't like it. But when you write a book, you kind of want it to be good. And I keep having to remind myself, that's not my job to decide if it's good or not. Just write it and just put it out. Except I'm going to have to figure out all the, the publishing type shit. And, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully people like it. Hopefully sell a couple copies and, and go buy a jet ski or something. Um, <laughs> just one jet ski that I don't take to the water. Yeah, I've just been a fucking hermit, dude. I haven't done anything besides just create and write and read. I'm fucking smart, dude. It's scary. Um, not that I'm smart naturally. I have just done nothing but just dig my head into people's work who are smarter than me because I think I've talked about this before, but... Um, I used to always want, I was, I was, uh, I was obsessed. I remember having this thought when I was in school, I was obsessed with the idea of, I wish I could know what I know in the future. And then eventually I figured out the only way I can know what I'll know in the future is by reading shit of people that are smarter than me. So now I'm just obsessed with trying to cut corners and not cut corners in a shady or lazy way, but cut corners as far as cutting dumb corners that are just a big time. So it's like with stand-up, I don't have 10 years to just eat shit and be doing open mics. Like, I just don't. You get a lot of these comedy purists where they go, oh, you just got to put your time in. And I respect that. I understand that you need to put your time in. But also, you know, look at fucking Steve-O. All of a sudden, or like, what's his name? Uh, rubber Band Man, Wild as the Taliban. They just hop on stage. People go watch them because they're already known for other stuff. It's kind of how I knew I was going to get people to listen to the podcast by making memes. So now maybe I can go get people to watch me do stand up by doing a good podcast. And this is the same thing. You take these little micro skills and you just put it together. It's like, why am I going to go wait two hours to go get on stage for a four minute slot to go practice in front of a bunch of other comedians when I can practice skills in other ways and then try to I don't know this makes me sound hacky I shouldn't be saying these things out loud but I'm just constantly trying to gain every system game every system and figure out a non-cheating loophole that'll give me access to information and spaces where I'm not supposed to be but that I've placed myself strategically and one of them being I want to just become big enough to where I can actually practice my stand-up in legit places. Um, I did this venue the other night and there's just like this big pole in front of me. 
It's like, what the fuck is this stage? But, you know, you got to get them reps in. But also, it's crazy because then you hear these comedians on podcasts and just even talking to each other, you know, like two or three people talking to each other and just so boring. They're just fucking goofballs. And I don't find anything funny about just being goofy. That's why I talk about bass shit and stuff like that. It might be very appalling to some people and a big turnoff. And they're the ones be like, oh, you need to earn your stripes. It's like, dude, you've been doing stand up for 10 years and you're still just like not doing anything. Um, but what was I even talking about? Oh, yeah. Then uh, comedians that are funny on stage, then they get on a podcast or something. And it's like, dude, you're so boring. You're just so goofy. And I don't find anything funny about goofy. It's like what I like. I like people like Chappelle or Bill Burr or Carlin that talk about life and they make it funny. Um, I'm not trying to bite anybody's style, but it's it, what it is, dude. Or I'm just going to end up smoking meth somewhere because I've decided I have no... I have no desire for just a normal life. I either want to just live in a van and travel the country and just like fuck bitches that have been wearing the same socks for three days in the back of my van. Or I just want to be really either way. I want freedom. I either want like poor people freedom where I'm just on the road and traveling around and seeing stuff and camping and doing what I want to do. Or I want rich people freedom, but just like normal waking up, going to work, clocking in, doing some shit you don't want, then coming home and drinking beer. And like, I don't know, dude, COVID like really COVID really opened up my eyes. I really woke up to who I am and the things I want and shit. I've, I mean, I really thought I was ready. I mean, back in 2019, I was of the mindset. Okay. I want to settle down. I want to get married and I want to start building a family. And then, you know, the world did what it did. And then that's why I decided now, okay, I'd rather be smoking meth than doing that right now, but not, <laughs> I'm not going to ever smoke meth. Uh, I'm not going to ever do anything stupid because that's just not appealing and it's not a good way out. It's not a good way to cope with things. Humans were so fucking outcome dependent where people's depression and everything, it comes from them expecting a certain outcome. And then if they don't get that outcome, which they'll never get, they resort to these little filler things it's like people that jump from relationship to relationship without processing the prior one. That's why they can never get the wheel straight in their life or emotionally. They'll never, nothing ever works out for them or people that cope with drugs and alcohol to get rid of their sadness instead of actually like sitting there with your feelings and asking yourself, okay, why do I feel like this? What is the root of me feeling like this? Or why don't my relationships work out? People that, you know, surround themselves with a bunch of friends that tell them, oh, no, there's nothing wrong with you. They don't for one second think about the things that they did wrong. They just surround themselves with people affirming their their bad decisions. That's why, you know, when people talk about, you know, guys will say it's a huge red flag if a girl doesn't have any other girlfriends. Um, I think it's a huge red flag if a chick has a bunch of dude friends. But if a chick's kind of a loner, I kind of respect it because I see a lot of girls like, Chick groups of friends can be fucking detrimental. Um, I don't know too much about the inner workings, but you just see, you know, one chick's relationship will be going down the gutter and then she doesn't want to be the only single one. So then she starts planting the seeds of like, oh, well, let's get everybody, fuck everybody's boyfriend. And they get in each other's ears and they need each other's approval for everything. And it's just like children, you know? Um, that's why if, if I, I can, I imagine myself, you know, life never goes how you plan it, but um, 
I imagine myself, if I meet some chick, she's got to be just good on her own without her dumbass friends in her ear, you know? Just fucking bunch of. Yeah, dude. And I'm sure it's the same thing for girls with guys. I mean, think about it. If you're a girl, I mean, is it is it a red flag if if the dude has zero friends? Sure. But then if you think about it, okay, is it really a red flag if this dude's deciding to kind of withdraw from social shit until he can be because that's like with man, dude, it's very rare that I get around people and it's I don't want this to sound like a pompous thing, but it's like I know I can't afford to be in the rooms that I want to be in quite yet. And whether that's financially skill or just like uh spiritually. You know what I mean? Like I'm not and I've said this before, this is why I know I'm not rich yet, because the universe it wants me to appreciate that when it does come because I know it's coming but I universe didn't want me to be some lame with money because I feel like I do have a message and I am trying to help people out. And when it does happen, I'm going to be very appreciative of it and I'm going to know how to handle it. And I'm not going to go broke. I'm not going to be some like little Zan type character or something like that or smoking meth. Um, I remember, <laughs> I remember I had this neighbor, his name was bill and um, he was just a complete whack job, dude. He was kind of like, you know, Rick and Morty, he was kind of like a Rick without being funny or endearing. He just kind of had fucked up teeth from, I remember when they moved in. So it was Mike's girlfriend and I, we had this townhouse and they lived next to us and we had these really nice Indian neighbors that lived next to us and you never heard a peep from them. They would watch their little grandkid and take her for a walk and we, we would see them all the time. They loved the cat. They were just the sweetest. They're just the sweetest private couple. And then they moved out. And then we we're kind of nervous. And then these just <laughs> this just white trash, just tacky, you know, tacky kind of people that need just a bunch of like little trinkets and just shit everywhere. Like their balcony just instantly had shit everywhere. And they put a bunch of shit in front of the door. And, um, you know, the chick kind of looked like the red haired version of somebody that have a crystal ball. And then the guy was this weird mad scientist dude. And he drove this like 1920s car, you know, the kind where you stick the fucking crank in the front and you twist it to start it or maybe you put it in the back. I don't know. He's just like a real, even he called himself a real straw hat type guy. And uh, I would run into, he would just never sleep. He'd just always be going back and forth from the door to outside, ripping Marb 100s and tinkering around with shit and he was actually allegedly working on a, uh, a, a COVID, COVID cure where he was going to beam light through somebody. And I remember one night before I ever really talked to him, I kind of talked to him in passing because I'm a nice guy. But uh, one time actually I just got in just a nuclear fight, the type of fight where if I, if I wouldn't have left the house, I probably would have done something really stupid and ended up in jail. And, um, and so we get in this huge fight. I'm like, I need to get the fuck out of here. And it's like one in the morning after she came home. And I'm just like, dude, I got to get the fuck out of here. So I just like walk outside and he's just standing there like right next to my door. And I just look at him like, Jesus Christ. And he's like, oh, hey, what's your name again? And he'd always pretend like he didn't remember my name. Like I'd met him a million times. He always pretend like he didn't remember my name. And then uh, I was like, oh, dude, did you hear any of that? And he's like, no, I didn't hear anything. I was like, all right, well, I got to figure something out. He's like, oh, well, you want to see my invention? And like I said, this is just after. 
<laughs> this was just have after having like a fucking wine glass. <laughs> like, <laughs> my adrenaline's just through the roof. Then this guy, this weirdo crackhead, is just asking me if I want to see his adventure. And so of course I say yes. He's like, guys, go to my garage. And so he takes me out to his garage. And he starts talking to me about how he's contacted aliens. Uh, we start, he had a case of beer in there. We started pounding Bud Lights and just like I was bumming cigs off of him. And so we're just ripping cigs and drinking Bud Lights. And he's just showing me all this like nutty professor shit. And then he, he had this thing called a Tenorman device. It was this instrument that you didn't have to touch. And it just kind of sounds like a Halloween, like woo. So like the closer you get to it, the more uh, they'd be like, and you'd pull your hand away, but you'd like do that. And so we're sitting in his garage, just fucked up making beats. Then he showed me his plans for how he's going to solve COVID. He's just going to beam light into somebody. He's just going to eat up the COVID kind of like the crack ate up his teeth. I don't know how the fuck they afforded that apartment. That place was expensive. They had a whole town home. Um, or maybe, I don't know. I think they just had an apartment. We had the telephone next to it. But either way, dude, this guy was wilding. But I think I, yeah, and then I ended up just sleeping on a couch in his <laughs> in his garage. That was the beginning of my bachelor life. Um, good times, dude. But yeah, then I remember when we were moving out. We're moving out and, uh, you know, we're supposed to be out at midnight. And so I'd just been running shit. We didn't get a U-Haul or anything like that. Um, or maybe we did. How the fuck did we get the furniture over there? Did I still have a truck? I don't know. It doesn't matter. But I was just been loading, been loading up the car. Oh, I hired movers. But I'd just been loading up the car and making runs like all fucking day. And then uh, and we finally get done like past midnight, you know, after a day of just moving. And all of a sudden, this dude is out there. And he's like, you guys aren't wearing your masks. He like runs up on us, tells us we need to be wearing masks. And I'm like, dude, you need to not be smoking crack, but nobody's trying to tell you anything. And my patience was worn very thin. And he's like, you need to be wearing masks. They're burning people in India. He's just f flipping the fuck out. And then he gave me some papers. He gave me a stack of papers because he thought like the government was after him. I still have them somewhere. Probably not here. Probably up in Washington. I have them like at my dad's house or something. He gave me this stack of papers about uh, this like emergency evacuation and told me to give it to some doctor if he disappears because he thought that somebody was after him. Um, wow, that was the worst podcast ever. That's how we're going to end it. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding. I want to talk about. I think there's some stuff in there, but. Yeah, I just had to get back into groove here, you guys. I'm actually working on another podcast. I'm really excited about that. Um, working on a new podcast. Uh, do I want to announce it? No, I'm not going to announce it yet. I'm going to announce it probably next week, but it's really fucking cool, and we have some really cool guests. So be on the lookout for that. Follow me on IG. Uh, please leave a fucking rating. Go in whatever you're listening to this right now and leave a rating, leave a review if you may. And I appreciate you spending this time with me. I hope you're having a great week. And much love, peace to y'all, and you guys take care of yourself. Yesterday, 
forget it. Tomorrow is nada. The present is right here through the breath. Watch it. Atheist Jesus piece hanging on a cross. We sit and discuss God on lawn chairs about how we got here, what it is, what it isn't shit. Fate versus faith, scrimmaging with coincidence. Leave out the marketing, hold up on the business end, focus on the genuine, and everything else you can shed the skin. I was a couple moves away from being dead. And that ER overdosing, eyes bleeding red I fell in love, made an album, got a buzz Lost it all, sobered up, and guess what? Now we meet again, and I'm back Finally just slapping Expectations are resentments waiting to happen Studying the Dharma, karma, Vipassana Practice Baha'u'llah, Buddha, God to the mountaintop And I'm traveling, learning Yes, reflecting on what matters People Permanence, lack of attachments In space and time, a couple man-made distractions To measure a spirit that no human could ever capture Church, <laughs> this booth is my Vatican I don't control life, but I control how I react to it Student of the breath, break beats, I'm balancing Desire versus truth until I finally find happiness I'm gone Lying on the beat, if I said I didn't know what that is The world's a stage and we play a character, I found him It took me twenty-something years and a bunch of shitty sound checks I'm not gonna be content till I find gratitude Regardless of my sales or the record deals that they're handing you If the next generation takes the legacy and samples you will have a bunch of MP3s and misled kids to pass them to I use my veins to create the color I paint from Delve into self until my heart becomes my paintbrush I told my mama I'm not stopping till my name's up Thinking those comments on that blog is gonna save us Searching for everything but God to validate ya Get insecure and then we start blaming the haters Used to look to women to fill a part of me that was vacant Truth, the only thing that I ever used in moderation So I stare into this paper instead of sitting at a cubicle Take all the ugly shit inside and try to make it beautiful Use the cement from rock bottom and make it musical So the people can relate to where I've been, where I'm going What I've seen, what I've heard from the guts, fuck the glory just a person on a porch putting it all into recording Many in my past and many that came before me I just keep walking my path and blessed to share my story, my story.